If you worry about what other people think, soon enough, you will be on the sidelines of your life. Welcome to the Millionaire Woman Show, where we'll be discussing leadership, business, human potential, inspiring you to live rich from the inside out. Unlock your creativity, stretch out of your comfort zone, break through your barriers, take inspired action, and achieve epic results. Now here's your host, three-time best-selling author, speaker, and certified executive coach, Deborah Kozowski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Millionaire Woman Show. I'm your host, Deborah Kozowski, and today we are talking about a topic that hits close to home for many of us, the empowering journey of embracing progress over perfection. Now, we live in a world that often pressures us to strive for perfection in every aspect of our lives. And what if I told you that the pursuit of progress and not perfection is the key to unlocking your true potential? Well, today I'm going to explore the difference between these two ideals, dive into how they impact our thoughts, emotions, and actions. So first of all, let's talk about perfection versus imperfection. Perfection is polished, right? Often paralyzes us with fear of making mistakes. And it's an unreachable standard that whispers, you're not good enough. And often when you have that with perfection, when you start making mistakes or you're not reaching that standard, that unrealistic standard that is set, there's shame and guilt and unhappiness. Whereas when someone takes things and takes action, on the other hand, imperfection is raw, authentic beauty of a, of a human being. It is the space where growth happens, where mistakes become lessons and resilience is built. And I have to tell you, years ago, as I was, you know, on my journey of being a speaker and author and, and such, I thought I had to have it all figured out before people would listen to me. I thought I had to have the perfect look. I had to have the perfect speech. I had to have it delivered just a certain level. And then I realized that people are more interested in my journey of getting there than it is the finished result. Yeah, they want to know that they can achieve what I'm achieving. And that's great. But they also want to share in the journey and be part of the journey and know that, yeah, I've fallen down. I've made mistakes. I've even forgot to hit record when I'm interviewing a phenomenal guest on my show. Like, I have made lots of mistakes and I might have, you know, recovered real quick that you might not have noticed or, you know, or I just let it go. And I think, I don't know if it's over the years that you just learn to let things go a little bit easier than maybe in my 20s and early 30s. So I'm here to tell you that there is a beauty in the imperfection. And it also shares where the growth is happening, where perfection doesn't show that growth. Another example that I want to share with you is take the late Steve Jobs, for example. He was a visionary, but he wasn't always perfect. Apple faced setbacks, product launches didn't go as smoothly as they wanted to. And throughout those imperfections, there was innovation and they thrived. Jobs embraced messiness in the process of progress over the illusion of perfection. Now think about that. 
the messiness of the process. You know, sometimes I think about a recipe that I've made with either tomato sauce or there was one time I was in my kitchen and I was making butternut squash soup in a blender. Not really thinking to myself that it's warm. And when I turned the blender on and um, it was just so hot, the lid popped off and it it, um, decorated my cabinets. And it was just before I was having guests over for supper. And I quickly scurried and I was laughing to myself thinking, oh my goodness, I wonder how much is in my hair, you know, wiping down the outside of the cabinets. And the soup was awesome. My kitchen was in order by the time everybody got there, but there was messiness in the process. And I think, you know, you can really relate to that as you're, you know, putting things together, wanting to work toward your destination. And there's times, you know, with the eye condition that I have um, have over the past year, there's times I have attempted to put makeup on and I've got like black circles. Like I was playing in a football game underneath my eyes. And I'm like, how did that happen? And, you know, just wipe it off and you carry on. So a lot of the things that we think are perfect, maybe weren't having some perfection along the way. So I want you to think about some of your messiness of the process. And is there a chance to look at it from a place of humor? And knowing that even though it's kind of messy, that it's progress. Now, another good example is someone, you know, she always said, when you know better, you do better, right? And that's Maya Angelou. Consider her and her wisdom and the impact on literature, civil rights, that absolutely wasn't born from perfection. It emerged from a life filled with challenges, failures, and imperfections. And she beautifully said that you may encounter many defeats, but you must not be defeated. So whenever you fall down, I want you to consider to, you know, stand up, be strong, and really embrace these quirkiness that you have, or know that these mistakes are kind of like the sandpaper, you know, smoothening the edges. And they're an opportunity to learn along the way. Now, I want to talk about how perfection can show up in our lives and hinder progress. And number one, it shows up as procrastination. Perfection leads to procrastination. And we delay starting a project, taking action because we're waiting for the perfect moment or we need the perfect plan. And often when people are waiting to have the perfect plan, they don't act at all. So you're better off to build the plane as it as it's about to fly. So maybe you're developing a course, for example. Can you have an outline and have a module or two all ready to go and build three and four and five as you work with your learners? Great example. So I want you to think about the times you're procrastinating. Are you waiting for things to be just perfect? What are the reasons you're actually holding off on doing what you say you need to do? Then there's the fear of failure. Perfection fuels the fear of failure. And it prevents us from taking risks or trying new things. Fearing any misstep will be a reflection of our self-worth. Now, I don't know if I feared failure in in this example, but I'm thinking about um, last year I was doing the Five Peaks Trail Run 
And with, again, with my eyes, I wasn't, I haven't been doing a lot of running of any kind. So all of my activity has been focused around walking and God bless my friends. I tell you, I have the most amazing friends who are like, let's go. And, um, I'm grateful. And I was so worried about signing up for this trail run walk per se. And because I kept thinking about the tree roots and the stumps and what if my eyes close and what if I miss something and I trip and I fall flat on my face. Well, I got through the season. I did five races and none of those things happened. And how often do we get caught up in the what ifs taking ourselves out of the game without realizing that those things, chances are not very likely. And if they were, could I recover? So at the end of the season, it really dawned on me that it could have impacted anyone, not just myself. And uh, I signed up again for this year. And uh, it's an amazing journey when you can take a step back and say, so what is truly holding me back? Am I looking for it to be a perfect scenario? Then there's self-doubt, of course. The pursuit of perfection breeds self-doubt. We constantly question our abilities. Am I good enough? That's the underlying thing of perfection. Am I good enough? That's just, I think people get so caught up in that. And we, you know, leads to lacking confidence in our skills and decisions. And if there's something that you want to become more skilled at, something that you love to do, do more of it. Because I tell you that your confidence will skyrocket and you will take more actions. The other one, of course, is the comparison trap. The comparison trap can take you out of the game because perfectionism often drives us to compare ourselves to others, set unrealistic standards based on someone else's journey. Now, with this one, I want you to be really cautious about comparison because you're never comparing the whole journey their whole life when you're comparing to someone else, you're comparing moments, highlight reels, and you're thinking, well, why couldn't that be for me? But you don't know the behind the scenes. You don't know the doubt and the confusion and other things that go on for that individual. And when you think about your life, would you trade every single moment for that one moment? Chances are not likely. The other one is burnout. Lastly, perfection can lead to burnout. The constant pressure that you put on yourself to meet unrealistic standards can take a toll on you mentally and physically. So here's the thing that I want you to think about when you are thinking about perfection and where it shows up for you. And how can you shift into being perfectly imperfect and embracing imperfect actions? So let's break free from those shackles of perfection and start embracing progress, shall we? So here's five actionable steps. And I also have some bonus ones that I think are really, really important. So first of all, let's get realistic. You need to set realistic goals because often what happens is our emotions are attached to our expectations. And if the expectations are unrealistic, the emotions get really high. They can be places of, you know, extreme of sadness, depression, even, you know, anger, frustration. Those are all signs of perfection. Whereas when we can move into imperfect 
and we can have more calmness, more happiness, more joy and excitement because we can watch ourselves taking the actions necessary. So I want you to define realistic and achieve achievable goals, break them down into smaller manageable steps. That's the chunking down. And even if it's like one tiniest task, if that's what it takes for you and celebrate progress along the way. Secondly, silence that inner critic. You have let them go on for way too long. And they tend to tell you that it has to be perfect. And I'd rather you challenge the inner critic and embrace yourself with self-compassion and remind yourself that imperfection is part of the journey. Also, learning from the failures, because I truly don't believe that failure is real. We use the word failure. However, shift it from failure, looking at, instead of seeing roadblocks, seeing it as a lesson, a learning that is going to help you move forward. When you take time to learn the lesson, then you're able to move forward with great, greater strides because you're not going to make the same mistakes. You'll take the learning, you'll adapt your questions, you'll adapt the steps that you take, and you will fail forward faster. Now, surround yourself with support, building a support system that encourages your growth, share your journey with others who understand the power of progress over perfection. Surround yourself with friends like mine, like they're completely awesome. And I just going to give them a huge shout out today because um, sometimes I don't think I tell them enough how much I love them and how uh, grateful I am for them in my life. And when you are able to shift into the number five is the practice of gratitude, cultivating gratitude for the progress that you're making, acknowledging how far you've come, no matter how small, you know, you're not the same person as you were two weeks ago, a month ago, six months ago, looking at the progress of who you become, reflect on what you've learned. And I recommend that people keep a journal because often when we have accomplishments, wins, different things like that, we are so quick to brush them off and move forward. But how often do you take a step back and say, that was awesome. Look what I did. So here's the other thing, especially when you're working in an organization, wanting to to grow in your career growth, shameless self-promotion is... Every so often when you get a celebratory email from a client or someone commenting on your work or your interactions, to let a senior leader or your boss know that, hey, I just wanted to let you know or forward the email to say, look at, look at the feedback I've received. Because it's often when you get to those performance conversations that people are like, oh, I don't know what to tell them. Oh, they should know my work. Don't assume that people know that your skill set the way you do. We make these assumptions that people know and they don't, or they're not going to recall because they're thinking about their own lives and how they are needing to show up. Now, I am a huge proponent of practice, practice, practice. So here we are going, we're almost finished our seventh year of podcasting in June. We'll be hitting our eighth year of podcasting and man, it has been all about practice and staying motivated and leveraging discipline 
in order to get progress and results. So I wanted to just jump in and talk about how practice makes progress. Now, repetition builds a skill. And sometimes they say it takes 40 reps before you can really feel like you're getting on the course of mastery. The more you practice something, the more familiar and comfortable you become. So even when you're stretching out of that comfort zone, the more you practice, the more comfortable it becomes and it's no longer discomfort. Repetition strengthens those neural pathways in the brain. It enhances your skills and it makes it feel automatic. Now, for some of you, I want you to think about when you first drove a car. Now, I was out with a girlfriend. We were 17, 18 years old. She had got a brand new, uh, I think it was a Pontiac Grand Am for her grad gift. And we went into a small town driving around with a stick shift. I had never drove a stick shift before. And I was the passenger. And she said, let's go to town and you can, we can, I can practice and you can be there with me. And I think about it now and it just makes me smile because I remember the, the jerking of the car, the, you know, hesitancy at the stoplight, the stalling and <laughs> just thinking I'm never going to drive a stick shift ever in my life. And lo and behold, later on in my life, I did. But it takes me back to that moment of that, oh my God, why would anybody want this? So, you know, but over time and building that narrow pathway, driving that stick shift became more automatic. And in the beginning, it's messy, right? But we can get creative, we can get innovative. Also continuous improvement. Practice allows us to you know, refine what we're doing, you know, tailor it to the way we need it to be, adjust the course. And as you engage in deliberate practice and focus on skills and pushing those limits, often we limit ourselves as to how much we can do. So you can refine your technique and steadily improve over time and give yourself grace Remember, like I said, mistakes are learning opportunities. Through practice, you encounter challenges, you make mistakes. However, these mistakes are not failures. Rather, they are opportunities to learn and adjust. It brings you closer to mastery. Be kind to yourself. Now, the biggest thing is when we are in a practice mode and we're maybe not seeing those instant results, it's sometimes hard to stay motivated. So I want you to think about setting clear goals, breaking them down into those smaller achievable milestones. They create that roadmap. Make sure it's tangible. Make it sure it's as small as you need it to be to make it less overwhelming. Enough to stretch you, but enough to know that you feel like you can do it if you gave it that extra push. Dive into that intrinsic motivation. Nobody does something without intrinsically. Discover the why. Discover the reasons why you're pursuing this goal. Why is it important to you? And not only that internal motivation, you want to be driven by passion, the values that you hold dear, and it tends to be more sustainable than anything outside of you. It won't be the new tank top. It won't be the new outfit. It won't be the new shoes that you will reward yourself with that will be motivating. Although, never hurts, but the motivation inside you is what's going to help you achieve those wins. Celebrate the small wins. 
And this is one of the biggest things that I've learned with my coaching clients is they do not celebrate the small wins that are leading them and building that momentum to where they're going. Acknowledge and celebrate your progress. Small victories are a positive reinforcement. They boost the morale, they build your self-esteem and they maintain that momentum. And with momentum, you take more action. And like I said, surround yourself with like-minded people, supportive network of mentors and friends that they can challenge you and they also uplift you and they can be very powerful motivator. Now, I can't do this podcast without talking about leveraging discipline. And discipline has to come over motivation if you're having a bad motivating day. You need to create consistency in your habits, establish daily and weekly routines. Habits reduce the mental effort. That was one of the things when you hear about the life of Steve Jobs, wearing the same thing almost every day or eating the same breakfast every day. I'm not, you know, if that doesn't work for you, but listening and reading about different people, they had things that they did to reduce their decision fatigue. Think about what it is for you. What way can you lessen some of those taxing things that take energy from your mental mental game. Focus on the process, not just the outcome. And when you're trusting the process, that discipline involves focusing on the process and rather than just being outcome driven, embracing the journey and the effort you put in instead of just fixating on the end results. Develop that growth mindset, embracing challenges as opportunities for growth. We can get easily fixed in a mindset that doesn't want us to take on these challenges, but instead the growth mindset sees it as a path to mastery and the setbacks are stepping stones, fostering resilience and discipline. I just want to share a little story that a coach that spoke to me one time, you know, sometimes we can have, or I have the tendency of wanting to rescue someone. And she reminded me if there, there's a path in front of us, leading toward that destination along that journey. If I take away one of the paving stones that people are supposed to each step on each way, or if you think about the game, video games, even if you take away one of the places and they have to take that bigger leap to get to the next stone on that path, I have robbed individuals in that way from learning the skill sets that they need to, even if they make a mistake. So I've learned that it's better for me to step back and allow people to learn on their journey. And as they're learning on their own journeys, that I can be there to be that supportive friend. I can be there to help them celebrate those wins. I can be there when they feel like they've hit failure and maybe show them that there is a lesson here or just to be there to listen. But the biggest thing is you can't take away the stepping stone Otherwise, it interrupts the path of their mastery. So, and also hold yourself accountable. Establish clear expectations and deadlines for those practice sessions. Accountability, whether it is something you set for yourself or you, you know, have an accountability partner, it reinforces that discipline by creating that sense of responsibility that you, you need to answer to somebody or something. So just thinking about the journey that the practice to progress and the results involve consistent effort, intrinsic motivation, and discipline. 
understanding that this practice is dynamic. So it's going to, you know, wax and wane at times, but with practice, you can learn from mistakes, stay motivated, make meaningful goals, leverage your discipline for consistent action, and navigate your path to success and continuous improvement. Now, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to encourage you to take a moment, reflect on your own journey. Where has the pursuit of perfection held you back? How often have you told yourself that you're not good enough? And when are the times that you've taken imperfect action and said, I'm not quite there yet, but I'm on my way? How can you start embracing progress today? Remember, it's not being perfect. It's about being perfectly you. Embrace the imperfections, take bold, imperfect action, and watch how the journey unfolds. Thank you for joining me here on the Millionaire Woman Show. Go over to my website at www.debrakazowski.com. Get your free PDF of Reset Your Mindset, pop in your email, and subscribe to our success newsletter, giving you tips and strategies to help you grow. Until next time, keep progressing, keep growing. And as Muhammad Gandhi said, be the change you wish to see in the world. And as always, go out and make today great.